Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here hosting for the afternoon, as always, from 2 to 5 on Mondays through Fridays, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, before we go to our caller, uh, State Senator Orr, I want to quickly tell you about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Otter Creek Farm is one cool place, and if you haven't seen it, you need to check out their website, ottercreekfarmstead.com. It's an amazing site, and it's, it's, it's a wing-shooting destination. It's, it's a culinary masterpiece with the chefs they have on staff. They've got overnight accommodations. It's a wedding venue. So what I'm saying is it's a beautiful oasis in North Alabama, so beautiful, in fact, that it was featured in Garden and Gun magazine recently. Donald Trump Jr. stayed there. Uh, it, it's, just, it's that good. Best kept secret in North Alabama, Otter Creek Farm. OtterCreekFarmstead.com is where you can find them. Hey, I want to bring on a friend of the show and, and somebody I consider a friend, State Senator Arthur Orr from Decatur. And uh, State Senator Orr was the, uh, the sponsor, and I believe in part the author at least, of, of a bill that became known as Senate Bill 267. And, uh, and it relates to the idea of not having vaccine passports. And with what we're talking about today, I reached out to Senator Orr and said, could you come on? He's out of state right now, but he called in anyway. Senator Orr, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Phil. Good to be with you. Hey, listen, man. uh, So I don't know if you caught all of it, but I know you and I have texted some. But Birmingham Southern College appears to have their own version of what it means to abide by the terms and conditions of Senate Bill 267. Um, what What are your thoughts about what you're seeing or hearing right now from that? Well, you know, the bill itself does include private colleges uh, in the state. So the prohibition about uh, restricting access to unvaccinated people would uh, certainly be in effect. And the idea that they're charging $500 to, uh, you know, wellness fee or whatever it is they're doing, uh, to me, Phil, is a constructive a denial of unvaccinated people the, uh, the the same rights as the vaccinated. So, you know, you, what if you have someone that's on scholarship? You know, $500 is a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think they're clearly running afoul of the law, and uh, I hope they'll certainly reconsider uh, what they're doing. I know that there are uh, law enforcers looking at the, ac- the actions of Birmingham Southern, so um, I hope it doesn't come to that. But that gets back to the premise of the bill, uh, Phil, which is we just, you know, we need to move cautiously ahead. We're learning new things every day about yeah. the vaccine, the efficacy of it. Uh, you look at uh, Israel. I, I saw that it is now down with the Delta variant down to 39% effective rate. So, And that's the Pfizer vaccine. So, Again, things are moving again daily as far as the information about this, all this. And before people rush to these vaccine mandates, such as Birmingham Southern wants to do and other colleges and institutions, we just need to move slowly, carefully, and let, uh, let's figure out what's going on with the vaccine, its effectiveness, the downsides perhaps of the, uh, the vaccine. Uh, it all need to be vetted and understood before we just start cramming it, trying to cram it down people's throats. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I made the comment right before you came on the air, before the last break, was that, um, 
you know, it, it, the, there's there's the old thing about when you're in a firefight, the last thing you need is the adrenaline rush because it, it you offset your aim. Basically, it, it destroys your ability to focus and to concentrate. People have to take a deep breath and move forward, like you said, uh, in a deliberative manner. We're seeing any number of things. One of the two other things that Birmingham Southern is co- College is doing, by the way, is part of their plan, is uh, unless you provide proof of vaccination, you're not allowed to move into the dorms at the same time as everybody else. They're going to have a separate move-in day for "quote unquote" non-vaccinated. And one of the other things they're doing is, unless you unless you will turn in proof of vaccination, you have to go through weekly testing. Uh, and and that just to me is antithetical to the things the law is supposed to stand for. Well, it, it, you know, there is a line in there as far as what is a constructive denial, and the five hundred dollars, I certainly believe, is if they have two different standards, the bill doesn't. Uh, directly address that they may be uh, violating the spirit of the law but perhaps not the letter of the law but again all that goes back to if you're vaccinated what's the big concern i thought it was to protect you and uh, secondly you know vaccinated people can give the virus just as easily as an unvaccinated person the studies are coming in to show so I think that's one reason you know, the Biden administration and the CDC is now saying vaccinated people need to wear the mask because they know they can spread it. And so, yeah. you know, again, the science is catching up or the studies with the, with the vaccines. And before we, we start you know, coming to conclusions, we, we need to be slow and deliberate, as you said, and as certainly as I agree, uh, on all of this. And the idea that we just need to run willy-nilly and uh, put jabs in people's arms without a full understanding of everything that's going on, uh, to me, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be on a case-by-case, person-by-person basis. And you've got people in high-risk categories, and maybe that certainly makes sense. But for children and schools, and, and you know, I, I, don't, I don't see the logic in it all. Well, and, you know, and there's so many mixed messages out there right now, sort of spinning off what you just said. I talked to one of your um, compadres the other day, uh, State Senator Sam Gavan, and he pointed out, he said, you know, some of the guidance that he, that's out there right now is do not get the vaccine if you are within six months of having had COVID, and he's within six months, and yet if he worked for the Department of Veterans Affairs right now, you are required to get it within the next two months, regardless of when you had COVID. So it's just, it's a, it's a complete disparity. The messaging is not clear. And, and the panic is what's clear right now. Well, um, the, the reason for the messaging not being clear is because the studies are catching up with all the edicts that the politicians and the, the medical class want to, want to put out there and force yeah. things on people. We need to wait and let the information and the studies catch up and, and make clear, sound, logical decisions once we know what we're dealing with. But uh, you mentioned about, you know, the, those that have been infected. There was a study that I saw that came out today that said there are side effects for those who have had COVID w- when they get the vaccine. So, again, you, you, we can go on and on with all that's moving around. Look at the India experience with natural immunities, those that have gotten the virus, uh, no, no vaccine, and how their rates of uh, infection have massively dropped off. Again, there are people watching this. We just need to make sure we're watching 
the, the, the studies and the science and not jumping to conclusions. And you're right, the CDC and the rest of them, they've lost uh, so much credibility oh, in yeah. their handling of this uh, pandemic. Hey, Arthur, let me ask you. So Senate Bill 267 was your baby. Um, you, you dropped it in. Uh, I'm looking at a copy of it right now. And my recollection was it was a solo filed bill. You filed it with you as the only sponsor, but it passed without too much difficulty. Was there much pushback? And you don't have to name names, but was there much pushback from outside agencies or from members of the body as to the passage of this bill? Or was it, was it a clear passage without any difficulty? Well, the, the bill started out as uh, trying to limit the... Uh, power of the governor to mandate or the public health officer to mandate vaccines on people where they could force you to take a vaccine. And I substituted on the floor and, uh, and changed it to prevent what I would call discrimination against those that don't want to take the vaccine or at least want to delay or wait and wait on the cotton picking science. So to answer your question, on the Senate floor, it was a, a first impression for people. I think it caught the lobbyists flat-footed uh, because they weren't expecting it. And that's the reason it, it, it moved through the Senate uh, pretty quickly. And, of course, we know in the House, when it got there, the lobbying community was all over it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought I recalled the process slowed down downstairs, but it did make it through. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, Arthur, I look back now at where we are at the moment, and then looking back with some hindsight, I'm, I'm becoming of the mind that this may have been the most important bill of the year. Um, it, just, it just seems like it's gaining that kind of notoriety, uh, and, and, and the need is obvious. Um, and I think there were even some back in the day when y'all were working on Final Passage that were saying that this is a problem that does not exist. We're looking at a solution in, in search of a problem, and, and look at us now. And uh, I'm pretty sure this bill is saving a ton of problems uh, that could otherwise be here on top of the ones that we do have right now. That, that's correct, Phil, and thank you for the compliment. You know, I'm, I, I hope it is. It wasn't a perfect bill, but, uh, you know, certainly it was the best we could get through at the time. You know, and what's concerning about so much of this is the herd mentality, and you've yeah. seen it, and, and how the lawyers are running so many of the medical decisions, and it's so much of it is covering rear ends. Uh, and we just, again, as they mandate, dictate, try to cram this down people's throats, we just need to be very deliberate, as we've said, and, and go slowly and, and let the science come in. And it's going to take not months, but years, I b- believe. Uh, and for those not in a risk category or whatever, um, perhaps they want to delay. That's between them and their doctor. But, uh, again, forcing it on people is uh, certainly not the way to go, in my opinion. Not in a free uh, country and uh, one that respects civil rights and civil liberties. Well, uh, perfectly said. I don't think I need to add to that. Listen, man, I know you've got commitments, and you called into the show kind of last minute. Um, I think right about uh, now or hereabouts is when you said you probably need to get off. So I want to tell you how much I appreciate you calling in and being a friend of the show, and we look forward to having you on again in the future. Thank you, Phil. Have a great day. All right, have a great day. Well, folks, that was State Senator Arthur Orr, uh, who, uh, who dis- despite a full schedule, uh, we made him aware of the Birmingham Southern College situation, and it goes directly in contravision to the things that his personal bill, the one that he shepherded through the process. And, and, and literally what you heard him say was he was able to get it through in spite of the lobbying interests who were trying to oppose it.
Why would that be? Well, you can imagine there's different you know, causes that may or may not uh, uh, like this particular bill. But all said and done, he got it through. I'm looking back right now, like I said to him a moment ago, and in my opinion, right now, I think we're seeing that Senate Bill 267, which is now engrossed and enrolled as an act, uh, which is the law of the state, that in essence, if I had to boil it down to two words, vaccine passports, there can be no vaccine passports in the state of Alabama. And that is coming to fruition right now. That is becoming one of the more important bills, in my opinion, of the entire year. And I'm so glad they got it put in place. And uh, we need to watch for the future to make sure they don't amend it down or try to repeal it in any capacity. Uh, Because we've got to be a state that is somewhat of an outpost of freedom, if you will. Uh, that people know they can come to Alabama and still have the right to access, the right to uh, ingress and egress, the, the right to have um, the ability to assemble, that if you want to go to a football game, you're not going to have to show your papers first, that if you want to see a movie or eat at a restaurant, that they can't keep you out. All said and done, it's a free society. How about we remember that? Well, we're headed into a break, you guys, but we're going to be back in a minute with more of the same. So just uh, just stay tuned. We got plenty where that came from. We're saying the words, the trigger words, the trigger words that make liberal heads explode. Things like liberty, freedom, rights. We'll be right back. Right Side Radio, right after this. 